We acknowledge failure when we watch sports, when we talk about it, when we cover them, in my case. We don't ever really explore the topic, though. We usually discuss it in the, in, as a piece of adversity that someone has to overcome, a setback they learn to deal with. We don't ever really talk about how it feels in the moment and what those athletes go through. And maybe that's why I was so uncomfortable watching Michaela Schifrin's interview on NBC. It was after the, the giant slalom, which she'd skied out of. It was the second of three events that she, she failed to finish in this Olympics. It's, it's been tough to watch. I've also found some inspiration from her. And that's kind of what I'd like to go through uh, in this episode. It's the Dang Apostrophe. It's a podcast. I'm on episode six. It's connected to a newsletter I also do. Um, the newsletter has a free edition that comes out once a week and then a subscriber tier as well. I'd love it if you would check that out. I'll leave a link in the comments below. But it was in the first week of the Olympics after Michaela Schifrin's second event, which was the giant slalom, that I was watching an interview and my wife was there as we watched it. And I kind of, I, I said, I, I just can't, I don't want to listen to her be interviewed anymore because it was so soul crushing to watch in real time, this elite athlete, Michaela Schifrin one of the best skiers ever reckon with this, this crown jewel event where everybody pays attention to her sport once every four years in this country. And it's, it's a, it's going as a nightmare. Uh, here's here's the interview, and it was it's not after this first part. It was after the second part that I really was like, I just don't want to hear it anymore. It's too sad. I think I just slipped. Uh, I mean, I I had every intention to go full gas, and there wasn't really space in the course to. Um, I don't know, to slip even, not, not even a little bit. Um, I didn't give myself space for that. And in my experience, that mentality has brought my best skiing. And today I went out on the fifth gate. So, yeah. So you're watching in real time this athlete deal with sort of this this heartbreak and trying to figure out the, the logistics of what went wrong. But then even more than that, just the how is this happening? I'm kind of living living a nightmare. But it was the second part. It was the second part that got to me where I was just like, oh, I, this, is, this is just too much for me. But what are you still processing? Um, pretty much everything makes me second guess, like the last 15 years, everything I thought of, I knew about my own skiing and slalom and racing mentality. Um, just processing a lot for sure. And I feel really bad. Here's what stuck, kind of got caught in my throat, kind of a lump in my throat was she's incredibly accomplished. 
and she's done she's 26 years old she is one of the most at one gold medal she would have matched the record for most gold medals by a u.s alpine skier uh two if she had won it she would have she would have set the mark and to hear her say and feel that the past 15 years haven't taught her anything you're like oh one 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 olympics can't can't destroy her like i don't want you it's hard to hear someone so good feels so bad because of a disappointment because it didn't go according to plan and Sharon brought it up to me and I thought it's it's a fair question was I more defensive of her or more protective because it was a female athlete and it's possible she's 26 she's not a she's not a teenager she's she's an adult she's an elite athlete like she she doesn't need anybody to protect her but I think it's really the the discomfort that comes from having someone so transparently strive I'm I'm cutting it all loose. Like you're her, like I was just going to be all gas. And in the past, that mentality has led to my best skiing. And here I went out on the fifth gate. And there's this, she, she did, she did what she wanted to do and it didn't turn out the way she wanted. And it's crushing. And I think that there's a little bit of, I know there's some of me that feels that what happens when you try your best and you fail? Like what, what consolation is there for that? What, what is, what remedy, like, what if you, what if you have an idea and whether it's because your idea isn't that good or because your ability isn't there or just things go against you and it doesn't work. Like that's, that's a really, it's frightening, but it's also kind of this intimidating and God, what do you do with that other than say it just stinks. So I, over the next few days, cause there were a few days, not before Michaela Schifrin competed again because she did get back and she competed first in the Super G and then in the downhill. And she finished both, but those aren't her events, right? She is a, she's a tech skier. Like her specialty is the technical events, the slaloms. And she's really good at speed events for a technical person. But most of her, her, her expertise, where she is world-renowned is, 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 in, is in the slalom, in giant slalom and, and, and regular slalom. And she finished, and you could see that she was kind of getting some of her confidence back. But as she she was interviewed, and I believe that this was after the downhill, it was February 10th was the, the date of the, the interview, and she was talking about the feedback that she'd gotten from people. And she started kind of talking about striving or dealing with failure in a way that not many athletes do. I would never have expected to feel in this moment, um, you know, severely underperforming in an Olympics. I would never have felt that humans could be so kind. And I just, I never would have expected that. It's the most surprising thing of my Olympic experience is how kind people have been in the face of my um failure i mean I it is failure it's, it's okay to, to feel in this okay moment um, um and i'm sorry you know for severely underperforming in an olympics and I'm proud of that. i would never have felt i would never have expected <laughs> to feel in this moment um you know severely underperforming in an olympics i would never have felt that humans could be so kind and I just, I never would have expected that. It's the most surprising thing of my Olympic experience is how kind people have been in the face of my um, failure. I mean, it is failure. It's it's okay to say that. I am okay with that. Um, 
and I'm sorry for it, but I also was trying, and I'm proud of that. You can hear whether it is sort of some closure or some acceptance that's come along with that. First was that, okay, it happened, and actually people have been pretty encouraging to me. And then the second part was, it's okay to say it's a failure. And there's an acceptance of that that I found really inspiring. Uh, It's okay to say that. It happened, and I feel bad about it. That's how you deal with actual setbacks, right? Like, that's for all of the different things that we talk about, like how how you deal with adversity in sports, which we do a lot, and how you bounce back. Like, it, what what happens is, what's most important is what happens next, which is true, and this will be the fuel that, that lights your fire, and maybe that's true. Maybe it does lead to more success. But that's kind of the Hollywood view, or the the sort of the overly... I would call it overly saccharine and sweetened view, which is that you have to you have to taste failure before you experience success. It's what you need to toughen you up. And it's definitely how I thought sports used to work. I remember watching the NBA when in the 80s. The Pistons had to lose to the Celtics a couple times in the playoffs and be just just crushed by that before they could get over the hump. Just like the Bulls had to lose to the Pistons a couple of times before they could experience and get toughened up to the point that they could get over the hump. Sort of that you you can't you you can't enjoy the sweetness without tasting the salt first. And maybe that happens. But maybe you're the Buffalo Bills and you go to four straight Super Bowls and you don't win any of them. Or maybe you're Dan Marino and you get to a Super Bowl in your second year and you lose that Super Bowl and you never get back. And those facts, while disappointing, don't invalidate the work. They don't mean that it wasn't worthwhile. And accepting that sometimes our best ambitions don't yield the desired results allows us to experience some joy some happiness or to feel successful even if we didn't reach that sort of premier that end end of the rainbow dream that we wanted and like i said that interview was on february 10th and it kind of sets up for on wednesday night when there's the combined which means that michaela schifrin's going to ski the downhill and then she's going to ski the slalom it's the two events and you add the times together and she she finished the downhill pretty well. She wasn't the fastest. I think she had the second fastest time at the time she finished. A couple other skiers went faster. I think she was fifth or sixth going into the slalom portion of it where she was the favorite. It was considered, she was considered to be in really good position. And actually Ted Ligeti, he, he had said from the beginning that he thought she was the favorite. So it felt like it's set up for, it wasn't the Olympics she wanted, but she's still going to win gold out of it. It wasn't the way it went, but here is this shot at redemption, and she's gone through the... She had tasted the failure to get through to the other end of the success, and that, that was going to be the combined, except she didn't finish. For the third time in this Olympics, she didn't get through a slalom course. And it's crushing. It, to frame it in her career, I think I saw today it's a third of the dnf the the failure to finish in her entire career which i mean now you're looking at a, a, a close to a decade have happened in this olympics in this 
10 day span. It's brutal. That's that's and and it's happened in the one event where everybody is paying attention in the country. Like we we don't Alpine skiing is a big deal globally. It's not a big deal in the U.S. except for the Olympics. And and that's the, that's the reality that's staring at her. And I didn't know if I wanted to listen to sort of how she was going to talk about that because it's just crushing. Like there's no that's there's no finding a, a silver lining. And she was asked about that. She was asked about is there anything positive? And I was inspired by her reaction. I was I was I was I was inspired by how she kind of put this in context. Some of the best skiing I've ever done here in Beijing in the training in the downhill over the last week um, in my slalom even today and on the race in the moment when it counts then then I didn't make it to the finish and that's like never even that's never happened in my entire career so I don't understand it but there was so much positive that's happened in the last couple of weeks, despite how much, uh, how much it really stinks. And I don't know. Sometimes you have to take, take, take it. I don't know. You just, you just have to take it. <laughs> yes. I actually think that could become a mantra for me. I, I think that idea. Sometimes you just have to take it. Because that's that's a more accurate rendition of life. I mean, we talk about sports and what you can learn. That's a more accurate rendition of life is that sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you try or taking a different approach or doing it just doesn't work out for you. And maybe you've got the yips, maybe sort of you're you are struggling with things like for whatever reason, whether it was you driver error or whether it was just the way the course set up. Or if it was just fluky, who knows? Like this, that's life. Those that your best plans won't pan out, and and what do you do? And I think what I could hear, or what I sensed Michaela doing, is something that a therapist taught to me talked to me about, which was holding two realities, sort of in your head simultaneously. One being, I'm trying my best, I'm doing everything I can. I'm being reasonable, I'm being prudent. And then the other one being, but this is profoundly disappointing. How do you, how do you can you have both of those at the same time? And I think Michaela right there shows that you can. Shows that she does. That on the one hand, there have been moments at this Olympics where she's felt great. She's done some great skiing. It hasn't been a waste of time. In 10 years, she has accomplished a ton. And right here in this moment, right now, this has been a disaster. And it's horrible. And it feels uncomfortable. And you can hear when she starts to talk about it, she feels sad for the people she's let down. She feels bad herself. She's not sure about all this. But holding those two realities in there simultaneously. And I think that that, provides a window for it's not always it's not entirely about the result like some of this is about the course we take through life and about what we try and that striving 
and seeking out something, you're not guaranteed anything except that you get to try. That's what, that's what you're guaranteed. You, you, you get to try, you get to test yourself, you get to seek it out and you're going to have some successes if you try, but you're also going to have some failures and that doesn't matter if you're the most talented person, one of the most talented alpine skiers ever to live on this earth like Michaela Schifrin is or somebody that's just trying to get through and find a way to have a stable working life or a stable, like the, the process and living, finding your way to strive without being derailed and hollowed out by the setbacks that come, like that's... I found it inspiring to hear her talk about it in that way. And when I said it was uncomfortable to watch her talk after that first one, and I did, I felt that profoundly. Contrast that with how she talks about it here, which is there's a reality that she's acknowledging that's not necessarily pleasant but it doesn't invalidate all of the other things she's achieved. Oh man, I don't know if anybody's failed that hard with so many opportunities, uh, maybe in the history of the Olympics, but I'll take it. I mean, it is a joke. It's just, that's fine. I just really selfishly wanted to have a, a good run of slalom down this hill and, and uh, yeah, I'll be left wanting there. It's not selfish to want that, right? It's not selfish. Like that's, that's the definition of like, we all want to be able to perform at our best in different places. But when she starts out and says, whoa, man, I don't know if anybody has failed that hard. It's not that same sort of, I don't even know what I'm going to do sense that I got from the first interview or the interview that she had after the, after the giant slalom. Like there's something very different this time in that this happened and I have to accept that this was the result of my best efforts and keep going on because it's part of the process. I've always been really interested in the psychology of poker and there's a lot of reasons for that. I think we can learn a lot through decision making about good decision making in poker because of the strategy involved, because of sort of the the number of variables and how you a successful poker player is able to separate process from result because a bad process can yield a good result and a good result or a, and a good process can yield a terrible result and that doesn't mean that the bad process was good or the good process was bad because over time the best process will most likely win most of the time, it gives you the best chance at success. So all you can do is try to to give yourself, try to follow the best process for you. But it doesn't mean that you'll always get the result you want. And sometimes, for a variety of reasons, you won't. And following a process and finding a process and being able to say, like, hey, I did my best. I tried to have the best process I could, and it didn't work out. And I'm going to address what I see are the shortcomings in my process, but I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let the result, I'm not going to let what ultimately happened dictate how I feel about my effort. 
that's what I'm going to take away from Michaela Schifrin in this Olympics. And I know it's not the Olympics she wanted, and I, I truly can't imagine how that feels. But I know for me, it's inspiring to hear her talk about how she's dealt with that failure over the past week. I'm grateful to have been able to watch her. And I'm grateful that she's been open enough and courageous enough to provide that window into her psyche because we don't talk about failure in sports except as a hurdle that we've overcome. And in this case, she talked about how she's sort of stared eye to eye with that and kind of put failure in the proper perspective. Like she's chopped it down to size. Doesn't invalidate who she is. It doesn't invalidate her skill. And in fact, it might just be that the three bad runs she had this week happened to occur at the least timely awful. It might, might be as simple as that. But it doesn't, it doesn't change all. It's disappointing and it hurts. But she's put it in the right perspective. This is the Dang Apostrophe. I'm Danny O'Neill. I'm grateful for you listening. I uh, hope you'll read the newsletter, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week.